Today on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, we talk week one football. <gasps> it's time for Garbage Time. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what the hell's going on? This is Garbage Time Fantasy Football. I am your host, Ron Seymour, joined by Joe and Ryan. Sorry. <laughs> this may be the dirtiest show on YouTube, I think. Wow. Oh, oh. It's got a little E for explicit. Oh, yeah, that yeah. No one was ready for that. I was getting a little bit nervous there. I'm like, this is going to be demonetized really quick. People now, if Ron could have said car. what Joe said last episode about JJ being the champion in that voice, right? That would have been that look at instantly people, offline. People would be listening to this in their car now, and they're probably off the road. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Oh my, it was so nice." Boys, so we I, have football tomorrow. It, after talking about it for the last say it again, with no say it again, say it again. You want to hear it again? I Boys, there's football again. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so excited! It's like Christmas. It is like Christmas. It's better. Than I would argue it's better because Christmas cost me a lot of money now that I have kids. Well, I mean, if you make bets on these games, they can cost you a lot of money too. <laughs> no, that just means my kids don't get gifts. No, that's but. true. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's riding on tomorrow then. <laughs> it, it all comes out of the Christmas fund, wherever. Yeah. yeah. All right, but this is a fantasy football show, Ron. So what are we doing tonight? All right, on today's episode, we'll cover the news. We got some start sets. Uh, we'll break down a few of the matches from week one, some of the more important ones, and we're all going to give, like, you know, a special game to us, stuff we really are looking forward to seeing everything. Something near and dear to our heart. We also have DFS and something called see. Defensive Dominator. Guess what? I sold it for Defensive you. Don't Defensive Dominator. <clears throat> <clears throat> so let's get right into the news. You ready, Joe? Let's do it. News updates. All right, boys. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire is practicing in full, and he is ready to go against the Browns. What do you think his outlook for this weekend is? Uh, they're playing against Cleveland. Cleveland mm-hmm. has a decent defense. I agree with that. Um, it, it all depends. I mean, I think he'll be about what he was last year this game, at least, unless they get him more involved in the passing game. But... He wasn't a bad back for fantasy last year. It's just that where you took him in the first round, it was disappointing if you would have gotten him where his ADP was this year, which is third, fourth round. Tell me valuable. about it. His, his yeah, number of touchdowns was just ridiculously low. Like, yeah. That's what killed it. Um, So I think he's like a, a big player now that you could get with a ton of upside. If, I, I feel like that, that number of touchdowns has to increase just by chance alone. Yeah, and the uh, I, I do agree with that, Ryan, especially being his second year in that offense, too. And Andy Reid's running backs typically do very well going into their second year in that offense. Like, how many touchdowns did he even have last year? I think it was four. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that blows my mind. Yeah, that number needs touchdowns. to go north. <laughs> well, this team really likes to pass the ball, but they did revamp their offensive line. Um. 
I guess we'll just have to wait and see what they plan on doing. I mean, he finished 22 with four touchdowns. Yeah. Right. So you add on like even three more. He's probably top 15. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of seeing things, something we didn't do, you can see us here on YouTube. Listen to us on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, and www.garbagetimeff.com. I think I threw in one extra W there. But on to another running back in the AFC. Did you have a thought, Ron? No, I was counting how many W's you said. I said four. Uh, so, yeah, use three W's. Uh, Austin Eckler is riding a stationary bike on the Chargers practice squad. Well, with the Chargers practice squad. Uh, he's not practicing, and it's Wednesday. That is slightly concerning. What do you guys think about that? Has the official uh, injury report come out yet? No, and they're not listing it, I don't believe. They I know have I got to an... list it for week one. I, they they I have to I... list an injury. I know I got an alert that he was listed as questionable. So I don't yes, know. It's undisclosed for now. And the injury report comes out tomorrow. So mm. still I'm a little bit concerned there. Something might be going on. Maybe not. It, yeah. It could also, it could have just been muscle tightness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, not the kind of injury that Saquon Barkley had last year. I'm not going to worry about it until I know more about it. All um, right. Something else to be a little bit more concerned about, Ramondre Stevenson dislocated his thumb in practice last week, and that was undisclosed. That's a little bit interesting, although he shouldn't be starting for you this week. He's more of a wait-and-see kind of a player, but that may be concerning for his outlook, and uh, James White may be a decent emergency play for you this week. Really stupid question because I have no sense of medical stuff whatsoever. Dislocations, Mm -hmm. like, can you just pop those back in? I'm an idiot. I want yeah, to face it's it with that. Very painful afterwards. Is it? It's not like you see in the movies where they pop their shoulder back into place and they're just, you know, okay. right as rain. I'm pretty sure there's quite a bit of discomfort still. So it's not where your right hand man just is like, all right, pop it back in. I'm yeah. good to go. Pop. All right, let's go get the bad guy. Like you could still move it and everything, but it's probably, you know, got some discomfort to it. Pop. Give me the ball, coach. I'm good to go. All right. On a uh, nice little bit of news, uh, Mark Ingram uh, in a report is expected to get the most amount of work in the Texas backfield, too. Phil Lindsay also got listed in this report, too. So that's very interesting going into this weekend because David Don- Johnson is not into that report. And looking into it, he was talking about being the third down back, too. Like, he is completely off fantasy radars right now and not valuable, I don't think. I don't know if he is the third down back or the passing down back. They're probably going to be in the position to have to pass the ball quite a bit this year. Like, so. Yeah, so you're looking at more as a flex, flex option at this point then, Ron? Possibly. We got to see, wait week one, see what his actual role is. If he is the passing down back and the third down back, he very well could be a good flex option. Well, and with and with Tyrod Taylor there, I feel like that should take away a lot of the rushing for whoever it is that's their main ball carrier, don't you think? It's uh, just a shitty all-around situation for all these running backs, to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah, I won't roster any of them. No. In a pinch, waivers. That's that's all I'm saying, folks. Just stay away from the Texans. Anyway, Jimmy Garoppolo is listed uh, in front of Trey Lance going into week one. Um, he might have his packages this week, but Jimmy G is the guy going into week one and might, I say, might be a sneaky play because they're going up against Detroit's horrendous defense. Yep. Isn't Trey Lance dealing with an injury also? He is dealing with an injury. Yeah, so. 
So maybe another week or two before we see him, but I do think it'll be early. So wait and see on that. And uh, a last little bit of news I've got too is uh, Zach Martin is definitely out for tomorrow against the Bucks. Um, you know, I think this is going to hurt Zeke a little bit and Dak too because he's going to be feeling the pressure of that front seven of the Buccaneers. Uh, yeah. Is that your last little bit of news? That is my last little bit of news, and that'll so roll gonna, into game picks, I think, right? No, I'm actually going to go right into start sits since that segues right into my sit of the week. Oh. Um, my sit of the week is Ezekiel Elliott. Like, I understand you drafted him in the first round. You're probably not going to be able to sit him. But if you're in an auction league or you actually have good depth, Dallas' offensive line, especially without that guy, is not as good as it once was. Also, the Buccaneers have a top 10 rush defense last year. They've brought everybody back, so they'll probably have top 10, if not better, rush defense again this year. If you got to start Zeke, just temper your expectations of what you're going to get with him. I feel like people are expecting him to come out, and I really do think he could have a very good year, but week one might be tough. It's funny that you mentioned that, Ron, because he's actually got a very easy schedule after week one, the the following three weeks after that. So he might actually be a good trade target after week one if he has a shitty week one. Yeah. And so like you said, maybe. Attention. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. If maybe you're not drafting in the Mega Bowl. Uh, who's your start then? My start of the week is going to be Joe Mixon. And uh, I've been kind of hyped on this guy mostly off season. But Joe Burrow's just coming back from a gnarly knee injury. There's no one else in this backfield to take any of the work away from Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. They're going against the Vikings, right? The Vikings? Yes. Um, I Sorry. Their defense is definitely going to be improved this year, mm-hmm. but a lot of new pieces still got to gel together. And I think they're going to run the ball a lot to take as much pressure off of Joe Burrow in his first game back to action as they can. I do not disagree with you that he is a decent star, but I'm not as high on him as you are because this, this, this reason alone, the Vikings vamped up that front seven because that defense was effing horrendous. They spent all their money on the free agents on their defense this off season. Mm -hmm. And not only that, Historically, in past years, the Vikings defense under this regime has never been bad except for last year. So I'm looking for them to bounce back, too. So I think he'll still be a solid play. I just don't think he's going to be a boom start like you're thinking. I also agree that they're going to bounce back this year, but I think it might take them a week or two to gel in the new pieces, get everything going. Not to mention, like I said, Joe Burrow, just coming back from that nasty injury. Like, if they do start getting a lot of pressure on him, Mm-hmm. He's just going to dump it down to Joe Mixon. Like, and if Joe Mixon gives you seven catches for 80 yards receiving on top of any rushing work, like it could be huge. That's interesting. And with that, I think we're on to one of our guys. So Ryan, you want to go next? Or you want me to go? Uh, yeah, I can go. Um, So my sit this week, and it might be a similar situation, depending on where you took him, it might be hard to sit, but I would, uh, I'm staying away from Josh Jacobs. Uh, that whole backfield situation makes me a little nervous. I'm not sure exactly what they brought Kenyon Drake in for, how much of the <laughs> workload he's going to get, how much he's going to steal from Josh Jacobs. And on top of that, he's going up, going up against pretty solid Ravens defense. 
um, that has a pretty good offense. So they, they're going to be playing from behind and Mitt's in the tenure rate situation with that. And I just don't trust Josh Jacobs this week or for a lot of weeks till we figure out what, <laughs> what their plan is. I don't feel like he ended up on any of our fantasy rosters this year while we were drafting or in any of our mock. I, I stayed away. I, yep. If Josh Jacobs was a true three down back and I knew he was going to be in there on the goal line and on passing downs, first round pick, easy. Mm-hmm. Dude is uber talented. But yep. I just, like Ryan said, I got to wait and see. I got to see what he's going to be bringing in. And not only that, man, this year they completely reshuffled that offensive line. Yeah. All their vet, all their high paid veterans are gone, and they're looking to shuffling young guys there. I think it's going to be a real struggle for them to find continuity on that line. That's why I didn't like Josh Jacobs this year. Right. And they're uh, putting in waiver claims on other running backs, so also right. concerning. Uh, all right, Ryan, who's your start? Uh, so my start might be kind of an obvious one for some people, maybe not so obvious for others. Uh, Tom Brady, I think, is a hands down have to start him going up against a terrible Dallas defense. This game's going to be a shootout. Um, at least in most of the drafts I did, Tom Brady was there pretty late. So he very well may be someone's second quarterback that they picked up. Um, so I think he's a no-brainer to start this week against that Dallas defense. Consistently in our mocks, he was going in the seventh or eighth round, and that was a great value for him. He's coming off a top 10 fantasy QB season too. So, I mean, solid late-round pick there. Um and he could even have a better season because I think he's going to gel even more than Antonio Brown this year. <laughs> and I think with that, we're on to mine, right? Yep. So my start of the week is going to be a little bit of a surprising one considering I got someone else on his team. But uh, I believe it's going to be Raheem Mostert going up for the 49ers. I think they're going to absolutely dominate the trenches against the Lions. And I think that that whole running back situation is going to be Absolutely dominant. They're going to look to shove it down their throat. And Raheem Oster could potentially have six, seven carries for 100 yards. Like, that's how much space I think they're going to get between it. Not only that, he's going to take passing work behind that. The issue with him down the line is the durability. He's going to be the guy starting in week one, though. He's going to get the work that week. So Raheem Oster is going to be a good, solid pick for week one going up against this shitty Detroit defense. And my sit of the week is Zach Moss, man. Like, listen. Yes, I understand he is a quote-unquote starting running back in this league, but the Bills are going to pass on first, second, and third down against Pittsburgh, and that is also going to be a shootout kind of a game. Pittsburgh is going to spread them out, throw the ball around, and the Bills are going to do this the same. That's going to be a very high-scoring game, and the Bills' running game is going to be completely forgot about. Zach Moss is not someone I would want to start this week. Or any week for the most part. Because yeah, you could probably I, just recycle that every week for your sit of the week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, gonna use like it every said, single week. Yeah, the, the, the bills are just the bills are just gonna pass because yeah. why? Why wouldn't you? Here in week 15, Zach Moss, don't start him. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So there's right. our tidbits for the week. Start. We going in for our game picks of the week. Let's do it. Oh. New graphics every week. I love it. I really like the music to that one. <laughs> we need to make that one a little bit longer. I need to hear, hear more of that. Yeah, we'll Good see if we can do I, I might be able to work on that. So, <laughs> boys, I think our first game of the week is tomorrow's game, right? 
Dallas and the Buccaneers. What is the outlook on this game? What is going to happen? I see it going one of two ways. It's either going to be a shootout. Mm -hmm. And like I said, they could put up a combined total of 90 points. Or Tampa Bay's defense is going to shut down this offense and Tampa Bay will be able to run the ball more, chew up more of the clock, and it'll be a little bit lower scoring. Yeah, I, I could I could see if they if Tampa Bay comes out, sorry, if Tampa Bay comes out, gets like a 20 point lead or something, 14 point lead. I could see them just <laughs> I could see them just uh running the ball more to take away the clock and just not give Dak Prescott any time to try to make a comeback. You like the spotlight there, Ron? I don't mind it. I'm gorgeous, it's fine. <laughs> so I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. Now you're even large button. Now there you're you even go. large on the screen. Now that was completely intentional. So yeah, I I only see this going one way. <laughs> And that one way is it's going straight to shootout because Zach Martin, Zach Martin's out. That front seven for the Bucks is absolutely dominant. The Cowboys are going to fall behind early, and they're going to just have to sling it in this game. And the Bucks are going to sling it anyway because that's what the Bucks do. This is going to be the kind of game where it might finish 38-35, and that's the kind of game I think we're going to be getting into. So, Ryan, what do you think about the game? Uh, yeah, so I actually I really agree with Ron. Um, where he said it's either going to be a shootout or it's going to be defensive on one side. But either way, I think it results in Tampa Bay winning. Uh, because Hell I, yeah. I I'm think Tampa shootout, winning too. I think in a shootout, they win because their defense is better, so they'll be able to hang a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. And if it's not a shootout, it's going to be because of the Tampa Bay defense, which also means that Tampa Bay wins. Uh, and because this is a fantasy show, boys, who's your most fantasy relevant player for this game? Antonio Brown. That's who I got to. Boom. Ryan? I I don't know. Tom Brady's been talking up Mike Evans, man. <laughs> he's he's saying that Mike Evans is his guy. He's gotten a really good rapport with him. So I could see a strong showing there. Listen, though. Brown was creating the chemistry with Brady last year. Through less than a third of the season, he's had all offseason work with him again. So guess what? That chemistry is going to start for week one. And that late round pick that I took in our league of play is going to look genius come tomorrow. Well, and uh, actually and in the in the masterful dynasty roster that I created, uh, Antonio Brown is going to help me win that match. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm not playing you this week, so that's all right. <laughs> just wait. This train is rolling through everybody. Could you imagine? We're gonna have we're gonna have that. <laughs> just shut your damn mouth. No, you're not. He's like, I'm coming away with two championships this year. Oh, I'm I'm <laughs> shooting for a clean sweep out of all of my leagues. <laughs> He's Never. gonna be last place in all of his leagues. Probably. Never. <laughs> no in my luck is exactly what would happen. All right, it boys. Is worth uh, and Andy Reid did come out and say that like uh, Antonio Brown looks like is playing and looks like he did back when he played for Pittsburgh. Could be him just talking him up or whatever, but it is a good sign. Why did Andy Reid say that? I don't know. I got my coach. Just We're just trying to keep going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're just going to ignore that. Little Moving on. Yep. All right. So on I'm our next tired. game. 
That's okay. On to our next game, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. How's this going to go, boys? This Buffalo. one. Well, it's definitely going Buffalo. I mean, well, I say that. That's so. That's so mean to Pittsburgh. They were eleven and zero last year. They were. You know what I mean. I but they, but how hard they tanked, just like, <laughs> is so scary. Yeah, it really is. Um, so I will give them this kind of credit. Big Ben has looked good this offseason, but unfortunately, that offensive line, as with other teams, is in shuffle. They've got a rookie running back who I think is going to be good, but they're going up against the Bills, man, who have a dominant-ass defense. This is going to be a tough one for them. Yeah, it's definitely going to be tough, but – Pittsburgh's defense is also pretty tough. Um, we'll um, see. I'm excited uh, to see how this game plays out. I'm not saying that the Pittsburgh can't win this game. There is slight chance. Um, weird things happen in week one. We saw Jacksonville win in week one last year, so that's telling you something. Um, Pittsburgh does have a chance in this, um, but the Bills are suffocating. They're dominant, and I think they're going to win this game in a close one. There was a time last year where Jacksonville was undefeated. There was, and it was only for one week. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the only game they won all year. (laughs) It's so true. Ryan, you see uh, the Bills winning this game, too, as you already stated. Yeah, yeah, I think the Bills win. Yeah, that was a clean clean sweep from all four of us in Buffalo. Yeah, Yeah. and interestingly enough, yeah, so I did point out, too, uh, I wanted to mention J.J. did pick the Bucks for that game, too, so I forgot to mention that in the Bills. So I've got to also include J.J. in this because, you know, shifty J.J. just can't show up on these shows. He's got to have everyone else do it. He does his homework, and then he turns it into the teacher and leaves. Uh, Anyway, who is going to be fantasy relevant for this game? Your one most important player, guys. Most important, probably Stefan or Josh Allen or Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I, I was gonna say Diggs. Top I three thought, would be Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Najee Harris. Top three. So yep. so I didn't go with the obvious In choice. In that order. Here. Um, so I went with a little bit of a dark horse for this. So yes, those three are gonna be do what they're gonna do. I actually went with Chase Claypool in this game for the reason I believe Pittsburgh is gonna try to spread the bills out. Um, so they have a dominant Number one corner, which is going to shut down Devontae. I mean, Deontay. So I think he's going to be able to get separation. You might see a bomb or two to him. So I think Chase Claypool could actually be pretty effective in this game. Um, one of the very few players, I think, for Pittsburgh that will be. Sneaky pick, too, maybe. Rookie tight end, Pat Fryermuth. Fryermuth. Yeah, he's no, been a lot, getting of, talking a lot about. of love out of camp. Somebody's got him in the dynasty lead. Start him. I dare you. <laughs> You guys hey, are playing each other in the Dynasty League this week, No, right? no, we're playing each other in the uh, auction league. Oh, okay. Ron, I'll, I'll trade him to you for your 2023 first-rounder. No. <laughs> you already traded you, Zach Wilson. I'll, so. I'll, get, I'll give you my 2022 second-rounder, though. I would do that. That's all right, Ryan. Uh, Twitter does agree with your trade that you made yesterday, so they said it was a decent mm-hmm. trade. See? Yeah, 55%. All you guys can stop telling me I, you know – you know, railroaded. Scal- him. <laughs> I scalped him and all well, this other first, stuff. And then they act like I'm an idiot. It's like, well, I'm not just completely winging it over here. Like it, yeah. it, like it wasn't a robbery. Like you guys made it sound. 
No, at least not an armed robbery. Maybe a robbery, but not an armed robbery. <laughs> I, I talked to a few people that said I didn't get enough. <laughs> right? I mean, I, yeah, I gave too much for what I got back. Like, Yeah, but we know you all have the boner for Lamar Jackson, so you're going to go hey, and get him my, in every league you have it. As my QB, too, I'm going to snatch that up all day. I mean, he's probably Everybody. one of the top five. He's probably one of the top five running bats in fantasy. So exactly, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I see what you did there. He's going to have sixteen rushing touchdowns, according to Joe. Like, yeah, I yeah right. It's, it's going to be an impressive year, especially with J.K. Dobbins going down. <laughs> Rod, just sit everybody other than Lamar. Just only play Lamar. That's all, that's all you need to do. We've got news. Hold on, loading something good. It's about Eckler. Oh, uh, it just says did not participate with hamstring issue. Oh, hammies do last, so that's a little bit concerning. Yeah, uh, but if it was just a slight tweak and they're just like, take it easy, we don't need you injuring it in practice, you know? Yeah, what we need you to be a- last year on and off. Uh, was it hamstring stuff? I don't even remember that. I don't remember. He was injury ridden last year, though, so yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, the trend continues this year, I guess. So, anyway, on to our next game. Uh, we are going with Cleveland and Chiefs, which is going to be one of the premier games of the weekend. And a lot of stars in this game, boys. So, what is the outlook of this game? I took the Chiefs, but I almost took the Browns. I did take the Browns. Yeah, I, I was close. Uh, I mean, they played them hard in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But... It's kind of skewed because Mahomes did go down in that game and missed the ending of that game. I so. I think you're right about that, but let's get Ryan's thought on that before we get into the reasons why we have a difference of opinion here. Yeah, I went I went Chiefs. Like Ron said, the Browns did play him pretty hard last year, but uh, the Chiefs are the home team, right? Yes, sir. Probably they yes, were. Yes, they're the home team. So you got Chiefs at home, and I mean, yeah, I, I'm going to go the Chiefs for sure. All right. So the reason why I ended up picking the Browns too, and it's a little bit of the outlier. Um, let me point out, JJ did pick the Chiefs for this game too. So everyone's going with the obvious pick here. I'm going with the upset a little bit. The Bucks showed the formula to how to beat the Chiefs this year. The Browns, I feel like, formulated their team. I'm creating pressure to get to Patrick Mahomes. I still think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I still do, but I think the Browns are out for blood and are going to ke- trip them up a little bit. Um, I think that Baker Mayfield is actually going to have a very good game against the Chiefs, uh, right on the borderline of a QB1. But this is the game that they're going to take. Week one's kind of weird, and the Browns are going to win this game. I understand what you're saying about the Bucks and everything. But the Chiefs spent all offseason making sure that what happened in the Super Bowl does not happen again. Still might take time to mend together. Just because you bring pole rollers together doesn't mean it always works. And I think the Browns' continuity will work in their favor for week one. I understand. Like, I, I, I agree with that. Like I said, you, I almost You don't hate what Browns. I'm saying, but you can't agree with that. I don't hate what you're saying, but I just – I can't. I can't see Patrick Mahomes losing this game. No, I think they're going to be a rolling factory by the time the playoffs. I think they're going to be unstoppable by the time the playoffs hit. But I think, like I said, they're just going to need a little bit more time to gel is what I'm thinking. All right, so, boys, who is 
Doesn't have to be obvious, but tell us something interesting about fantasy football for this game. Besides the obvious. Uh, I feel like the I want, obvious I, is like... Go ahead. No, I feel like the obvious ones are like the only ones that are coming to mind for me, honestly. <laughs> it's just the regulars. Yeah, it's it, the it, usual suspects. Yeah. One thing I am looking forward to seeing is Odell Beckham. I want to see how he looks, how he's playing, yeah. and how he's involved. Like, I want to know. I think he's going to have a minimal impact on this game. I think that they're going to win uh, by getting the ball to the running game and passing it to someone like Kareem Hunt in this game. I think they're just going to play consistent and do just enough on defense to slide away with this win. Um, I'm going with the obvious. I told you guys not to, but I'm going with the obvious here. Travis Kelsey in their last game against uh, the Browns had 109 yards and one touchdown. He's going to easily do that again, just like he does every effing week too. He goes, he matches up well against this defense. He's a security blanket for Patrick Mahomes. He's his number one target outside of Tyreek Hill. So look for Travis Kelsey to be a beast in this game. I, I love how Joe says, don't pick anyone obvious. Yeah. I'm pitching Travis Kelsey. That's because yeah, I want Travis us, Kelsey. Sets us up for <laughs> failure there. <laughs> you like how I did that? Listen, the lottery numbers are two, three, and four, but don't pick those numbers. Pick other numbers so I <laughs> can pick two, three, and yeah. four. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going over the obvious, so I needed you guys to delve a little bit of deeper on that game. <laughs> Jesus. You cheater. It's all right. Joke. This is I the dove, way Joe dove, wins anything. No, I dove deep on the last one and went with Claypool. At least I looked into my pick for the Bills game. <laughs> Just saying. Did right, go with Josh next, Allen? What's the next game? <laughs> the next game that we're moving on to is Seattle and Indy. Indy. What and, do you guys uh, have winning this? Seattle. 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 And uh, JJ has Indy in this one. So, uh, JJ, because you're not here to defend yourself, your dead-ass run. Seattle has a good offensive line. I understand the Colts are physical, but guess what? They're going to try to run the ball, and it is going to be effective against the Colts. And not only that, they have enough ammunition with Russell Wilson and those wide receivers to keep the Colts honest. So, guess what? They're coming away with a close win in this one. I could see that. This is another one I kind of – to be honest, there's a lot of really good matchups in week one. Like, As there should be, or why yeah. the hell watch? Right. <laughs> um, this was another one that was close for me, but Wentz has been injured. Mm-hmm. Quentin Nelson's been injured. I know they're both practicing fully. Probably no injury designation. New offense, new weapons. I think the consistency and the familiarity of the Seahawks is going to win them this game. Let me point this out too. The fantasy relevant player I think of this game is people is someone that everyone looks overlooks every single year. It's going to be Chris Carson. So Seattle in the offseason said they want to establish the run. They're going to make a point in week one to establish the run. They are going to hand that rock to kiss Chris Carson a shitload of times in this game. So I think he's going to be in for a fantastic week in week one. Could be. Could see it. Uh, if all right, this is a if Paris Campbell doesn't play, <laughs> I believe it will be a uh, uh, sneaky player. Will be uh, oh, what's that? Zach Pascal for the Colts <laughs> going deep on the roster. Uh, he's only the third string, yeah, only so I mean, he could come out and have a big role if Paris Campbell isn't in there. <laughs> 
maybe a cheap DFS option then too. If you're running low on some money. Right. Don't worry, we'll get to DFS. We're, if we're Paris there. Campbell doesn't play. Right, Ryan, you got a player. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I was going to say Chris Carson, and then, you know, you got the – yeah, it's all right. You can agree with the genius. It's all right. He went first yeah, this I mean, time. So last time he told us not to go chalk, <laughs> so he could, yeah. and then this time he just went first. Just for so that, I'm enlarging your first. screen. Oh again. Jesus! <laughs> oh, now, now you're up for it. Yeah. Oh God! We'll I got the power nose. too. Oh, that nose is huge. Get me it out of there. Up, like most of the screen, I couldn't even it, see it your does. eyes anymore. Gotta um, believe it, Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> All right. What are we and on now, the last game? Or was that's that right. The one? wild card pick. One we think is going to be extremely fantasy relevant and one we like. Uh, so, you know, I'll start because you enlarged my nose and I'm feeling very shameful about this. So I need to get on another topic really quick here. So the fantasy relevant game that I picked for the week and how I see it going is the 49ers of Detroit. This is going to be an insanely lopsided game. I think the 49ers are going to absolutely crush them. They dominate. They're going to dominate them on every level of this game. Good defense, good offensive line, good quarterback play. But where they're going to really dominate them is the running game. I honestly believe that both uh, Raheem Moster and Trey Sermon are viable players this week. I think you could play them both in this game. I think this is the kind of situation where. Both of them are going to be equitable in this offense. I think they're going to see about 50% of the splits. I was thinking the same thing with those two guys because <laughs> Raheem Mostert has always been a good fantasy option when he's played. Mm-hmm. And he's all like, good he thing it's week like, one. He gets like eight to 10 touches a game. Mm-hmm. And they're going to want to run the ball a lot. If they run the ball 25 times, I could see 12 going to one, 13 going to the other. Like, and they both could end with over 100 yards. <laughs> I really could see that happening. It's not a bad option to do on DraftKings this week. I just what – it a, could be really frustrating. For the Lions, of course. Yeah. What a, What about on the Lions side? Do you, are you guys expecting anything out of, like, DeAndre – out of uh, Swift or anybody over there? I think Williams could have an okay game because I think he'll be the one getting the work because I think they're going to try to ease DeAndre Swift back into it. So I see Williams okay. having an okay game. Hawkinson could have a big game. Like we all make one of the Lions and you know Jared Goff and everything, but (laughs) he did go to a Super Bowl. I understand, you know, the team he had and everything, but he's not a horrible quarterback. You can win games with him. Just Um, the Lions won't this year. (laughs) It's gonna be difficult. And (laughs) I I think Hawkinson's gonna be like his main target, honestly. What do you guys think of Amon Ross say Brown in this game? Uh, I draft him in a lot of spots because I do believe he will be the number one wide receiver, but I got to see a week his, or two. his involvement. I want to see how many targets he gets. I want to see how many, uh, how many routes he runs and the percentage of time he's on the field mm-hmm. with the starting offense. That's, that's a solid point. Yeah. yeah no. uh, I, I want to see everything before I make, because if, if we go in there in the first two weeks, He's not on the field all the time. Mm-hmm. He's only getting targeted two or three times a game. Then he's not part of the plan. Okay. And I, I'd feel good dropping him at that point. I'm going to wait two weeks and see what I see. Solid. 
What are your wild card games, boys? Uh, mine, I went with the Rams at the Bears. Um, I, I really want to see Matt Stafford with the Rams. This offense could be crazy explosive. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see the Rams defense is just solid. And part of me just wants to see how Andy Dalton does to see if how fast Justin Fields comes in the game. Well, I don't think he's going to be coming into this game. I think Andy Dalton is a sacrificial lamb in this game, honestly. I think he oh, plays the too. entire game. But the thing is, if Andy Dalton comes and plays this game, and even if they lose, but he plays well, yep, he's not going to get benched going into the next week. No, absolutely like, not. I'm sure even with losses, if he's playing well, they'll give him a couple games. And then if they're still not winning, then they'll be like, all right, you're playing well, but we need that little extra flair. Outside of Allen Robinson and Stafford, this game really puzzles me because the Rams have a lot of weapons on that side. You don't know which receiver is going to really see it. I think both will be solid for the entire year. Um, The running back situation, Henderson should be good, um, but they brought in Sony Michelle. So that's a little bit questionable. Um, and I don't think the Bears are going to be able to run against this Rams defense either. Um, Robinson should get his, but I'm thinking he's going to have more of a 70, 80-yard game, maybe a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a tough game for the Bears. Um, I think they'll play competitive early anyway. Might get away from them later. Um, Stafford, I think, could be in for a good game, especially yeah. in this offense. Um, Stafford is my most consistent option for this game, I think. Yeah, I think uh... – I think Sony Michelle is brought in strictly as an insurance policy. I think mm-hmm. Henderson gets a majority of everything. But I know in a lot of the mocks and the drafts I did, you had Allen Robinson and David Montgomery going pretty early. So yeah. I would, I think fantasy managers don't want to see, it, is Dalton able to get them the ball mm-hmm. and get them the points for how, like Allen Robinson, I think I saw him as early as second round. In I think this draft. could be a Trojan horse game for the Bears, though. Um, I think the Bears will have a pretty good offense once Justin Fields come in, comes in, and he's got a little bit of an easier schedule in a few weeks for that. And that's when that offense will produce, and these players will pay off for you. Um, going to be a tough week, I think, for them, though. David Montgomery might be another good buy-low candidate after week mm-hmm. one because if he comes out and takes a dump on the field yeah, um, against this really good defense – might be able to trade for him. Well, he will be looking to unload. And part of the reason is because, like, a lot of the narrative around David Montgomery was he, he plays against shitty defenses. Against shitty defenses. Mm-hmm. So, going against a good defense, if he doesn't play well, you might be able to get him for cheap. Right. So, let me tell you what uh, JJ had to say about this game, but he changed his tune later because he's a Bears fan. So, he said initially that the Bears were going to lose. Um, he did pick the Bears that went later because, in his heart of hearts, he believes that they somehow stand a chance. But these were his field notes earlier. So, I'm going to give you his field notes from when they were going to lose because he's not on the show to defend them. So, what he I told me earlier. <laughs> don't you? So, he told me that because they are starting Andy Dalton in this game, uh, Staley. A loss of the Rams, so that's something to pay attention to. He thinks that's how the Bears can hang in this game a little bit. And he said Matt Nagy's shitty play calling is going to cost him this game. So he said a combination of Dalton and Matt Nagy's shitty play calling is really going to cost him this game. And I think your initial heart feeling was right, JJ. Your Bears are not going to win. 
Yeah. Uh, so, you know, enjoy your first loss this weekend. I'm sorry you're going to be have a little bit more better moments after this week, but going to have to take your first lump this week, I think. That's right. True that. All right, Ryan, what's your game? So my game is um, Washington at um, Atlanta. I chose this game because I just feel like there's a lot of fantasy question marks and people will be excited to kind of see how it goes. You have you have Atlanta with Kyle Pitts. He was getting taken super early, so it'll be interesting to see how how he performs. Is he going to be that top five tight end that everyone's predicting him to be? Did you, mean, top three did tight you mean Philly against Atlanta? Maybe you said Washington thought, against Atlanta. I thought it was Washington. Is it not? No, Washington is playing the Chargers this week. Oh, well, I was gonna say because I know I picked Atlanta to win. Well, I'm I'm gonna do both games. How about that? I right, do it. Uh, I like it. So, all right, so in so a Atlanta, rare turn of events, <laughs> I can you can tell you've been up since four this morning. In other news, I don't know how to read. Um, <laughs> so, so for Atlanta, uh, there's some question marks there. How's uh, Calvin Rid Calvin Ridley without Julio there? Does he seem to see the big boost in work that everyone's expecting? Kyle Pitts, is he that top five, top three tight end that people were drafting him for? Mm -hmm. uh, and then as far as Washington goes, does Fitzmagic, is he able to bomb it out? Does Terry McLaurin keep his uh, high workload and put up those points? And Antonio Gibson, a lot of people think he's going to explode this year. Um, so it'll be, it'll be nice to see him. Would you like to say anything about the Chargers too? Because they're in that game. Or, or the Eagles. Uh, or the Eagles. I don't I don't care about the Eagles at all. Like I don't want any any wow. of them. I know. Holy shit. Miles Sanders have, burned me. Like, family. <laughs> Miles Sanders burned me like two years ago and I haven't gotten over it. You don't um, like Devontae Smith this year? I think I think the Miles Sanders thing just makes me hate them. And the Eagles <laughs> beat us in the Super Bowl. So I'm not over that yet either. He has an initial um, hate of green because they're also the color of the Jets, so he's not taking any Philly yeah, things to and they beat us in the Super Bowl, like you said. <laughs> I just I just can't do it. And then um, for the Chargers, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how Justin Herbert does in his uh, in his sophomore year. League MVP. See if he can keep, see if he can keep it going. Going to win leagues this year. League MVP. So those are my two games because I I, right. I I screwed up. <laughs> Who's winning your sleeper game between Washington and the Falcons? Nobody. Yeah. So I have Atlanta beating Philly, and I have um, uh, I have Washington beating the Chargers. I also have Atlanta beating Philly. I uh, don't remember the other one offhand because I, I thought you were doing a certain game. I've got Philly Atlanta. winning, and I've got the Chargers winning. Ron had the Chargers winning. Sounds about right. <laughs> and I, I can't. I can't choose an NFC East team. No, I mean, why would we? I think with that, we're on to the next category, right? Filing to DFS deal. Lightning. Do you want to do that first? No, let's do the quick one first. Do it. Defensive Dominator. Uh, All right, this is just something fun I wanted to do, which uh, a defense that I think will probably be – has a good chance of being the number one defense on the week. Um, and I'm going to go with the 49ers against the Lions. Shocker. Um, yeah. 
I almost, and I'm not going to lie, I almost went Jacksonville against Houston because I think Houston's offense is going to be that bad. But I'm going San Francisco over the Lions for my defensive dominator of the week. Domination. All right, right. and now we can go into lightning round DFS. No. What? No, no, no. I've got a defensive dominator of the week too. Oh, all right. Me too. And then you're going to have to draw that segment again because I want it again. How dare you skip over us like that? And you I call, yourself, was, a, I you call was, yourself the real host of this show. I thought it was just a me thing. No, no, we did it too. Not all about anyway. you. <laughs> Not this time anyway. It kind of is. So <laughs> my defensive dominated this week before I was rudely interrupted by the lightning DFS round. Did you know you Joe were truly to, a piece of shit? Joe has to pitch his second defense now. <laughs> I'd probably pick the 49ers defense, but anyway, let me go to my first dominator. Then. All right. I'll put my hands up here. I won't hit any more buttons. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up picking the uh, Ravens for the reason that I believe that they are going to shut down the Raiders offense because their offensive line is shifting. They have three offensive linemen that left that team. They brought in no one to replace him. Um, And I don't think they're going to be very creative on offense. Um, I think the Ravens are going to absolutely dominate them on Monday Night Football. So um, my best defense of the week is going to be the Baltimore Ravens. I like it. I'm going to destroy the shit out of the Raiders. All right, what about you, Ryan? Uh, Yeah, so the defense that I really like this year, uh, this week, maybe and this year, maybe this year too, a little bit of a homer pick. I'm going to take the Patriots defense. Got a lot of people coming back. Got Bill Belichick going up against a young quarterback. Usually doesn't go over very well for them. Uh, so I like the New England Patriots defense. Isn't Stefan Gilmore out week one? Yeah, he is. Think. I don't think it's going to matter. I still think they're going to dominate them. I, I, have, I, have, shit. I have Miami winning this game. Disgusting. You know what you just did to yourself? You uh, sabotaged your pick. <laughs> you got to pit someone else to win. No, my. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the reason I got Miami just real quick is because Stefan Gilmore's out and yes, they got a bunch of defensive players coming back, but they just took a whole year off of football. So which one of their wide receivers is going to be productive then for fantasy? Jalen Waddle. Waddling in for, to the end zone for the touchdown. All right. Lightning round DFS. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm glad that you actually hit that at the appropriate time now. So uh, so what we're doing going forward, and JJ was going to explain this, that he was here, is we are doing weekly DFS picks where we are going to tally up the scores to see who wins at the end of the year, correct? Yeah. Uh, Something like that. Yeah, something along those lines. We'll make up the rules as we go. But anyway, Ron, what is your DFS lineup of the week that you're going with? Quick, go to someone else. I'm not ready. Ryan, what's your DFS lineup <laughs> pick of the week? All right, so my lineup this week. My I just see someone's lineup. prepared. At quarterback, I have Russell Wilson uh, at 7,000. Running back, I have Christian McCaffrey, 9,500. First game back against the Jets. I think mm-hmm. he's going to destroy them. He's going to go to town. So uh, my second running back, and I think this is probably the only time you're going to see him this cheap. I believe – I think the salaries were released before the injury. Uh, James James Robinson at sixty four hundred. 
I don't think we see him that cheap again. He's the go-to guy there now. Uh, at wide receiver, I have Marquez Callaway at only 3,400. I think he's gonna, he's going to be the wide receiver one on that team till uh, Michael Thomas comes back. Then I got Terry McLaurin at 6,400. Um, Fitzpatrick likes to sling it. He's got to send it to somebody, so I think it'll be McLaurin. Magic piss misses um, somewhere. Yeah. Then I got T. Higgins at 4,700. I've been big on T. Higgins the whole offseason. I think he's going to be the main target there. Um, at tight end, went with Kyle Pitts at only 4,400. If the hype is true, we won't see him at only 4,400 again. And that's, that'll be a huge, next week. yeah. So that'll be a huge value for this week if all the hype is true. In my flat spot, I have Corey Davis at 4,900. Insane value for a number one wide receiver. Exactly. He's going to be the number one this week and super cheap. And then with my leftover money for defense, I went with the Vikings. Um, the Bengals defensive line was awful last I mean, offensive line was awful last year. You got Joe Burrow coming back. I don't think he's going to be as mobile, at least initially what? on that knee. What? I don't think you're going to have to worry about the rushing as much. Um, so I went with the Vikings defense. Uh, I do like your team here, and I think uh, Higgins <laughs> was a good value there. Um, I haven't really considered him. Um, I am a little bit concerned about Minnesota's defense. I do think they're going to be very improved, um, but he is really starting to establish himself as the true number one with Cincinnati right now. Um, now that some number five wide receiver seems to be uh, stealing headlines and not for the right reasons. So, Ron, are you actually prepared now for your DFS lineup? Yeah, I'm ready. Joe, Go ahead. Thank you. you know, you're uh, welcome. The floor I is started yours. off with Trevor Lawrence. I want to see what he's got. All what right. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. <laughs> That's a new noise. Um, Someone attacked you. I got Trevor Lawrence. Uh Against Houston, Houston's defense is really bad. So, uh, I went Delvin Cook, Najee Harris, Calvin Ridley. How much Kurt, was Najee, real quick? 6,300. Okay. Uh, Calvin Ridley, Corey Davis, uh, Marvin Jones. I did the little stack with Trevor Lawrence, hoping maybe that could get me something good there. Uh, I went Johnu Smith because I think Mac Jones is going to really like tar targeting a really athletic tight end. Was that targeting or talking to him? Because it sounded like you were going to say talking to him. Both, both, probably. <laughs> hopefully he's talk. Hopefully he's talking to him in the huddle, so he's like, "Hey, run this route. Um, be open, catch the ball." <laughs> yeah, you know. important things. These are things I would say as a quarterback in the huddle. Like you're running this route, just be open, okay? It's not that much to uh, ask. Right, exactly. It's your job, really. Um, in my flex, I also I have T. Higgins. Uh, I think that's a great deal at 4,700. Like, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, and then I took the Washington football team. Even if they end up losing the game, I think they could still finish with quite a few sacks uh, and get me a few points. Someone's clicking something, and it's distracting the fuck right out of me. It was not me. <laughs> it is it is not me. So I think it's coming That's from fine. your imagination. No, Ron. it was definitely Ryan. <laughs> Ryan was very much doing it. He was I sabotaging could, your voice. Yeah. <laughs> it was so anyway, distracting. I'll, I'll go with JJ's lineup for the week now. 
So um, he, he went a little bit of a different route with the quarterback. So he went with the running upside of Jalen Hurts, who might be playing in a shootout against Atlanta. Uh, he went with, and that's a 6,400. He went with Alvin Kamara for the workload. He's going to be getting there with the Saints at 8,600. So that's his expensive player, along with Jonathan Taylor at 8,000, which I think is a ballsy pick considering the offensive line is kind of in flux for the week. Uh, next, he went cheap with Gabriel Davis, who is getting talked up with the Bills as the number two wide receiver, potentially. He went with a sleeper and Jacoby Myers at 5,100. Good value. Calvin Ridley, who is going to be a PPR monster this year, 7,900. Um, Zach Ertz, the glass man from Philly himself, 3,800, a value pick right there. Marquez Callaway at 3,400 and a defense that he's been talking up the entire offseason. The Broncos going against your New York Giants, Ron. You could give him shit about that later. And with that, we'll move into the winning DFS lineup of the week. Oh, jeez. Yep. So oh, I am going with uh, Justin Herbert at 6,700. I think is a fantastic value, even going up against the Washington defense. I've got James Robinson, who you are not going to see this low again at 6,400. Najee Harris, who you will also not see this low at 6,300. I went with Devontae Adams at 8,300. Corey Davis at 49, a exceptional value and something you've seen consistently throughout all of our DFS lineups. Marquez Callaway at 3,400, good value. Travis Kelsey at 83. Quez Watkins as my really cheap option. I'm hoping he just gets a one long pass 70-yard touchdown because I need something here. He, he might be the one that helps me win the million, I guess. And then Jaguars defense at 2,700 because I think they're going to destroy the shit out of the Texans. Yeah. Um, wouldn't take them any other week, though. Right, um, yeah. So I, I did want to give our fans uh, another lineup, though, really quick. This is not the one that we're doing for our DFS one. Uh, I wanted to give four, and this would be my fourth one before the season. So quickly, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Najee Harris again, Mike Davis, Robbie Anderson, Corey Davis, Marquez Calloway, Travis Kelsey, Jacoby Myers, Jack Whereas If you see, there is a field of players that we really like here. I wanted a lineup with the Kansas City Chiefs because they consistently do well in DFS. So that's a lineup that I was going with there. And Robbie Anderson and Corey Davis because bad defense is there, and there is some tough blood with Robbie Anderson against the Jets too, so he's going to want to dominate there, and Davis is going to get hyper-targeted. I like it. All right, that was lightning round DFS. Uh, that is it for our show. Remember to go over to www.garbagetimeff.com. Leave us a voicemail or a hate mail. Uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Um, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, like us everywhere, download us everywhere. Make sure right here on YouTube at Garbage Time Fantasy Football. Make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you see when we go, when we put out new videos. You don't want to miss any of this great content. Um, no, it's fun to I, watch us fuck up. <laughs> iHeartRadio, soon to be on Pandora Radio. Uh, tune in, yeah, tune in, yeah, pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast, you can find us. Ryan, you did say you were going to have an MMA episode this week. Is that still true? Yes, yes, I have to talk to my co host, get that set up. Um, <laughs> and we will get that out ASAP. That is uh, Garbage Time presents the MMA podcast, so make sure you go over there and make sure you like that so you can see when they're video or well, they're. They don't have video yet, but when they do their audio, you want to know. We all, we all look fucking exhausted. Is it time to get out of here, Ron? It is time to get out of here. <laughs> Good night, guys.